Hey, welcome to another episode of Money and Stuff. Today, we're going to continue on with the theme of Social Security. Last time, we talked about, what did we talk about last time, Connor? We talked about how Social Security is calculated. So last time, we talked about how Social Security was calculated. Today, as promised in the last episode, we're going to talk about what happens if you take Social Security early. I'm your host, Sam Rodriguez, Certified Financial Planner. With me, as always, is Connor Shepard. Connor, how are you doing, man? Dude, I'm doing great, Sam. What? How's, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good, Connor. All right. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Let's um, keep it simple. Let's not talk about, you know. You don't want whatever. to give me another inspiring speech about how I could play in the NBA? No. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's, uh, so, let's talk. Let's talk let's about talk Social Security. Security. All right, so today... What we're going to cover is we're going to talk about what happens if you take Social Security early. The reason I think this topic is really important is because when you take Social Security has a pretty big impact in terms of how much of the benefit you're entitled to you actually receive. And there's a pretty startling statistic out there. So up to 70% of people taking Social Security right now took their Social Security early, wow. right before their full retirement age. And only 4% of people waited until the maximum Social Security age of 70. Why do you think that is? Well, Fidelity did a survey of those people a few years ago and found that 12% of people took it because they actually needed that income. What's interesting to me about that, though, is if only 12% of people actually started taking their Social Security before their full retirement age, that means 88% of people didn't actually need the money, right? Yeah. And maybe you took it because you thought that you weren't going to live that long, so you might as well take it while you can. But I'd say for the vast majority of people, they really just didn't know, right? And so they, they hmm. took it early because they didn't know what other choice to make. They just knew that they were eligible for it. So today we're going to talk about what happens if you take Social Security before your full retirement age. We'll talk a little bit about what happens if you take it after your full retirement age, and we'll talk talk about it. Um, in terms of if you take it based on your own benefit, based on a spousal benefit, what if you are taking a widow's or survivor benefit? And then also we'll talk about what happens if you're still working when you start taking Social Security. Um, it might be good before we get into everything to do a quick recap of those retirement ages uh, for everybody just so. Yeah, good idea. I know we talked about it last time, but I'll go over it again. So your full retirement age is the age at which Social Security says, you're entitled to what's called your full retirement benefit. And everything, whether you take it early or later, is based on that full retirement age. So if you were born in 1960 or later, it's really easy. Your full retirement age is age 67. But if you were born between uh, 1954 and 1959, it's going to be 66 and some change, right? So uh, for example, if you were born in 1959, it's going to be um, 66 and 10 months, 1958, 66 and eight months, right? Keep going down, right? And then anything before that, your full retirement age was 66. So <clears throat> that's your full retirement age. So one of the things you are going to want to know is when your full retirement age is. And you can actually go to ssa.gov and it will tell you when your full retirement age is, right? All right, so let's talk about first what happens if you were filing based on your own benefit, if you take it early. Now, filing on your own benefit, what that means, that means that you are collecting Social Security benefit based on your own work history, right? Not off of your spouse's history or deceased spouse history, but just your own 
benefit. And we talked last episode about what it takes to qualify for Social Security. So there's two parts to if you take Social Security early. If you take it anywhere from one to 36 months early, your benefit gets reduced by five ninths of a percent for every month that you take it early. Five ninths. Five ninths equals 0.555555. So let's estimate 0.556% per month. So every month that you take it early, your benefit gets reduced by 0.556 or 6.67% per year, right? So if, if your full retirement age is 67, but you started at 66, you're going to receive 93.33% of your benefit. And the reason I, I, I the reason I'm talking about it per month is because a lot of people don't realize that you don't have to actually wait till you like your birth date to file for Social Security. You can file for Social Security um, at any time that you become eligible, and it's based on the number of months compared to your full retirement age. So every month you wait actually adds an additional benefit, right? Now, if your full retirement age is age 67, 36 months is obviously only three years, so that takes you to 64 you're eligible to start taking Social Security as early as age 62. So that's 24 extra months. So if you go beyond or if you take your Social Security earlier than 36 months prior to your full retirement age, that next 24 months, it's reduced by five twelfths or 0.4167% per month, which totals 5% per year. So your complete reduction, if you take it at 62 compared to 67, that's a 30% reduction in your retirement benefit, right? Wow. So if your benefit is $3,000, that is a $900 benefit reduction per month, right? And, the, and a key thing to know about when your benefit is reduced, it is permanently reduced. So even though it's going to go up slightly with cost of living adjustments, it doesn't ever catch up to what it would have been. So if you take it at 62, when you hit 67, it's all you're always at a 30% reduction, right? Okay. So if you you take it at 62, 30% reduction, 63, it's about a 25% reduction, 64, 20% reduction, 65, about a 13.5% reduction, and at 66, a little over a six and a half percent reduction. I mean, again, those are permanent reductions in your benefit. And is that um are those for people who receive those uh, reductions, are they completely locked out of the rest of those potential uh, benefits or the rest of that potential money that they could have had? Um, like they're just locked out of that from now on, or is there some kind of, I guess, recompense? Catch up. Yeah. No, they're locked out. Gotcha. Those benefits are permanently reduced. Okay. Right? <clears throat> and so uh, a key to think about that is let's say that social security is, has a cost of living adjustment of 2% per year, right? And let's go back to that uh, 3,000 versus um, $2,100 benefit, right? $2,100 being if it were reduced by 30%. If the cost of living goes up by 2% per year, and so your social security benefit goes up by 2% per year, well, 2% of 3,000 is more than 2% of 2,100, right? So not only are you reducing the dollar amount that you're receiving in benefit every year, you're also reducing the amount of increase you get based on cost of living adjustment, right? So for, for people who are considering whether or not to take Social Security early, if you don't need it, you really need to sit down and determine why you might be taking it early. Because if you do not need it, 
then the longer you wait, the better it's going to work out for you. Right. It sounds like, and you said this at the beginning, but it just reinforcing that point, it sounds like there's just a lot of people who are taking it early without really realizing the full implications or the full uh, downsides to taking that money early, especially if they're not taking it because they need the money. Yeah. So I think a lot of people take it early because they think, well, if I'm taking it for more years, I'll receive more money over the long run. Right. Mm -hmm. But the actual statistics say that someone who takes it at 62 versus um, 67, yes, they will receive more benefit until they hit age 78. Right. If they live beyond 78, then that difference, that extra money that they receive on a monthly basis will actually end up in them receiving more benefit over their lifetime. Which actually takes me to another point because the break even for between 66 and age 70 um, is 82. So someone who waits until 70, as long as they live past 82, they'll receive more benefit over their lifetime, which takes me to the point I was I was talking about, which which takes me to the point of waiting beyond your full retirement age actually increases your benefit. And that benefit increases by 8% of your full retirement benefit per year. And that 8% equals 0.6667, right? So every month you wait, add an additional 0.6667 to your retirement benefit. So if you can wait, let's say if, if your full retirement age is 66, so six, if you can wait from 66 to 70, that's a 32% increase. And again, that's permanent. You know, if your benefit or if your full retirement age is 67 and you wait until 70, well, that's a 24% increase over that period of time. And again, that's a permanent increase. So it's, it, I think there's several things to think about when you're taking it. One is if you need it, right? And if you don't need it, then you need to think about those break-even points, right? That age 78, uh, if you're thinking about taking it early, am I going to live past 78? Am I likely to live past 78? If you're going to take it later, am I likely to live past age 82? Right? Yeah. Kind of use Understand those as your guides. those break-even points and those points that you start exceeding um, other benefit high points, I guess. Yeah. And actually, that's a really good lead in to the widowers or survivors benefit. So remind me about that point um, about taking it early when we talk about the survivors benefit. But next, I want to talk about the spousal benefit. So the spousal benefit is a benefit that is for your spouse based on your full retirement benefit. So why would somebody take a spousal benefit over like their own benefit? Yeah, their own personal benefit. Yeah, it's a good question. I should have I should have thought of that. So the spousal benefit is up to one half of the working spouse's full retirement benefit. So one of the reasons you would take it is if you were not eligible for Social Security on your own, right? So you would be getting zero dollars in. So take an amount that's equal to one half of your working spouse's full retirement benefit. The other reason may be that you're eligible for Social Security but not a very high benefit. So what you would look at is what benefit are you eligible for on your own versus one half of your spouse's full retirement benefit. And if your spouse's full retirement benefit is higher or half of your spouse's retirement benefit is higher than what you would be entitled to on your own, then it would make sense to take the spousal benefit. So how would somebody be eligible for a spousal benefit? So obviously you have to have been married, right? Otherwise you're not a spouse. But you do have to have been married for at least 10 years. Uh, okay. So if you're eligible for the spousal benefit, it's good to look at what that spousal benefit would be. 
and compare it to your own benefit if you are eligible for your own benefit. Now, spousal benefits do have their own reduction schedule. So again, it's the 36 months and 24 months, just like before, but it is a more drastic drop. So in the first 36 months, it's 8.33% a year or oh, wow. basically 0.7% per, per month. And then the next 24 months, it is 5%. So that's the same. The 24 months is the same, but it's those first 36 months of early that um, really have a, a big impact. So yeah. um, the, the benefit can be reduced by quite a bit. It's important to know that you can't start taking a spousal benefit until the spouse you're claiming based on is actually receiving benefits, right? So if they're still working and not taking their, their social security benefit yet, you cannot claim spousal yet. But as soon as they start claiming benefits, you can start claiming the spousal benefit. But again, remember, your benefit is not based on when they take theirs. Your benefit is based on their full retirement age benefit and what age you begin taking yours. So that's what happens if you take your spousal benefit early. Does it benefit you to wait beyond your full retirement age if you're taking a spousal benefit? It does not. The most you'll ever receive is one half of the working spouse's benefit. But waiting beyond your full retirement age will not increase your benefit the way it does if you're taking based on your own. So again, you can take it as early as 62, but it will be a permanently reduced benefit. Again, the first the first 36 months, right? So let's say if it's 67, you know, down to 64. So 64 to 67. It's 0.7% per month or 8.33% per year. And then from 62 or age 62 and 63, that's a reduction of 0.4167 or 5% per year. Easy enough. Easy enough. So now we get to the widow's or survivor benefit. Yeah, there was a, you wanted, you wanted me to remind you at the start of this uh, episode uh, about something related to taking your own benefit Oh yeah, that's right. The widow benefit. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. So uh, thanks. So I'll, I'll um, yeah. So first, let's talk about how the widow or survivor's benefit works, and then I'll talk about how the benefit gets reduced if you take it before full retirement age, and then I'll get to that point about um, your own benefit if you are um, not the spouse, the surviving spouse. So. The way the widow's or survivor benefit works is if your spouse dies, you are entitled to receive a benefit up to the amount that they were receiving, right? Even if you're entitled to your own benefit, yes, you may get some additional benefit, but your total benefit will never be more than the higher of either your own benefit or what your deceased spouse was receiving, okay? Now, as far as the reduction is concerned, you can start taking the survivor benefit as early as age 60. So where with spousal and your own benefit, it is age 62. Widows or widowers, widows or widowers can start taking it as early as age 60. Depending on whether your full retirement age is 66 or 67, that reduction um, is different. So it is about 4.75% per year if your full retirement age was 66, but about 4% per year reduction if your full retirement age was 67. But that's a pretty big reduction. So if you think about seven years of a 4% reduction, that's again, almost 30% reduction, 
right? And again, permanent reduction. Now to the point of if you are the non-surviving spouse, when you take it or how, when you take your benefit is going to affect your surviving spouse. So if you pass away before you started taking your benefit, then your spouse's benefit is going to be based on your full retirement age benefit. Now, if you already started re receiving social security benefits, then your surviving spouse, their benefit is going to be based on what you're receiving. Why is that important? Or why am I referencing back to when you take your own benefit? So remember what I said about some people will take their benefit early because they don't think they're going to hit those break-even points or they don't think they have a very long life expectancy. Mm -hmm. So it's not only important to consider your own life expectancy, but if you're married, it's important to consider your spouse's life expectancy. Because if you take your benefit early, then what is going to happen is you will permanently reduce what your spouse was eligible for. And if they live a long life, if they live into their 80s or 90s, you've created a permanent reduction in their benefit that they'll have yeah. for their entire lives. That's a really important point. Definitely something to think about because I think anytime you're looking at something like social security or these kind of benefits, it's easy to box yourself into the thinking of how it applies to me and how it affects me. But in your marriage, it bleeds over into affecting your significant other. And so the decision you make on when you choose to take it uh, can impact, obviously, uh, not just your life, but your spouse's as well. Yeah. So, so the two things to think about, right? If you're thinking about taking it early because you feel like you don't have a long life expectancy, maybe based on some illness or some family history, look at, you know, look at your spouse and think, well, how long maybe might they live? What's their family history of longevity? Are they in good health? Right. You, you know, you're thinking about your own, but think about your spouse as well and whether or not them claiming a, a survivor's benefit is what they're going to be doing. Right. Now, if your spouse has a high income and is going to receive a benefit that is higher than yours or about even to yours, then it's not really going to matter. But if you if you have a, a spouse <clears throat> whose own benefit is not as much as yours or is currently receiving the spousal benefit, then, yeah, you need to think about how long they're going to live because you could be permanently reducing what they're going to receive. So the two instances where we see that is one, if you think that your health isn't good, your family history isn't fantastic. So that is going to take me to the last part, which is what happens if you start taking social security while you're still working? You know, we run into that every once in a while, where as soon as people become eligible for social security, they say, well, you know what? Yeah, I'm still working, but I'm entitled to it. So I'm going to go ahead and start taking it. Right? Yeah, it's free money. Yeah. But what a lot of people don't realize is that it has two impacts to your situation. One is that there are income cap limits when it comes to receiving social security and what you're receiving from working or what's called earned income. So if your earned income crosses these thresholds, your social security benefit is actually reduced. The other thing to know is that that extra social security income because you have other income, you might be losing a lot of that money to taxes just because you've increased your income. So it actually may not make sense to do that. And in most cases, it's probably not going to. So there are two thresholds that you need to think about. One is if you are still working and take Social Security before you've reached your full retirement age. 
So the income cap there is going to be $21,240. Now that's for this year. It'll increase next year. It always increases. But for every dollar you earn over $21,240 for the year, your social security benefit is reduced by $1 for every $2 over that amount. So I should have said that for every $2 you earn over $21,240, you lose $1 of social security benefit. Wow. Yeah. So in the year that you hit your full retirement age, there's a different income threshold, and that is $56,520. And so for every $3 you earn above that $51,520, you're going to lose $1 of benefit, right? Now, once you hit your full retirement age, once, you, once you're in the month of your birth date, when you hit your full retirement age, you can earn an unlimited amount of income, and it's not going to reduce your benefit. But your benefit is reduced if you start taking it before your full retirement age. So if you don't need to take it, don't, because you yeah. are going to lose some of that benefit. So is that reduction, uh, I know you said earlier that uh, people taking money early, you know, their reduction, like they they miss out on those the rest of those benefits permanently. Is that Does that apply here? No, it doesn't, right? Because as soon as you hit your full retirement age, right, there's no income cap. Plus, it is important to know that that money that you lost while you were working, right, that $1 either for every two or $1 for every three, it does eventually get paid back to you. But you're not, it's not like you're receiving it while you're working and can bank it or invest it. You know, you're just, I mean, you can't do that, but you're losing some of that benefit and you don't have the full amount. And again, taxes is a big issue because it will likely increase your tax obligation for the year because you're increasing your income. Right. Mm -hmm. Which actually is a really good lead in to our next episode. So next episode, we're going to be talking about how your Social Security benefit is taxed. So that's it for today. We talked about what happens if you take your own benefit. What happens if you're taking a spousal benefit, if, uh, if you're taking a widow's or survivor benefit, and if you're working and how taking those benefits early can actually reduce your benefit permanently in most cases, and but how it reduces it also when you're working. And then what happens if you're if you're taking it beyond your full retirement age. So next week, we're going to talk about what happens from a tax standpoint and how the taxation of your Social Security benefits is determined. Thanks a lot. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.